Hey, what's going on, people? This is Jesse Ville. Welcome to the Jesse Ville Show. And so today, guys, we're going to talk about this Drake and Pusha T beef. Man, that's what's going on in the news right now. You know, everybody's real interested and entertained by this whole beef. Um, so let's start off by giving kind of a, a timeline of the whole situation. Like a lot of people don't realize, but this is kind of for Drake. You know, this is kind of an inherited beef, if you will. Like the beef actually started from Pusha T and the Clips beefing with Lil Wayne. And so this goes all the way back to 2006, if you remember. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a bit of a hip hop head, so I have a pretty nice memory of it. But, you know, if you want to go into detail about the timeline, I'm sure you can probably Google. And there's probably like a bunch of these hip-hop rap uh, blog sites that have broken it down even further. Um, so let's kind of let's kind of track back to 06. If you remember, um, Lil Wayne used to wear a lot of bape back in 06. So this is around the time, you know, 05, 06, you know, that's around the time that he dropped um, Carter 2. You know what I'm saying? And this is around a time that he was, you know, not only coming to his own as a lyrical beast, but he was getting a lot more mainstream popularity. Because a lot of people don't realize, like, Lil Wayne is the man now, but shit. Back in these days, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, really the other hot boys, you know, mainly BG and Juvenile, were a lot more popular than, more, a lot more popular than Lil Wayne was at that point. And so at, at 05 through 05, 06, 07, 08, you know, those years were a time where Lil Wayne was kind of coming into his own and uh, getting a lot more features, um, just putting out a lot more great material, lyric, not only mainstream-wise, but lyrically, right? And so, you know, around this time, he was, he was getting a lot of uh, magazine covers and whatnot he used to wear a lot of bait and so um in 2006 clips came out with a song called mr me too i mean you could go on youtube and look at look at it um but it's it's pretty much you know kind of talking about cats that copy and it was like a subliminal diss to Lil wayne basically because they felt like Clips, you know, which they were, you know, I give them credit for that. You know, it was definitely those cats were the first guys that I seen rocking bape and uh, stuff like that. You know, the bape hoodies, which Lil Wayne's had in the uh, the Hustle music video, I think it is. At the end of the Hustle music video, he has the bape hoodie, and he, he was rocking that throughout those times, um, through 06, 05, 07, and whatnot. Um, and so yeah, that's that's actually where this started from. So 2006, they came up with uh, Mr. Me Too. Um, to my recollection, I don't think Lil Wayne ever responded to that. Um, but at the same time, fast forward a few years down the line in 2010, um, not only was Lil not only was Lil Wayne in jail at that time, right? Um, but also, Drake did an interview on MTV, um, kind of showing showing love to the clips at this time, right? 
And so he, he kind of talked about having a $200 microphone that was signed by Pusha T that he got from off of eBay. Um, so I kind of vaguely remember that. Um, then fast forward to 2011, right? Drake dropped out Dreams Money Can Buy. And so that was before, you know, before Take Care um, and what have you. And so, you know, he basically was talking about, you know, his newfound success, his newfound wealth and what have you and everything with that track. He also uh, was featured on DJ's Khaled. I'm on one that year where he took like a sub at um, Jay-Z and what have you. You know what I mean? Okay, and so... In 2011, Pusha T came and uh, kind of flipped the beat on that dreams money can buy. You know, taking shots at some quote-unquote sophomores acting like they boss lords was the line on that don't fuck with me. And so, you know, he, he denied that it was about Drake. You know what I mean? 2011, you know, he... Drake had a, uh, funk, a Funk Flex interview in about 2011 on Hot 97, you know, saying that he never had an issue with Pusha T and that if, you know, if Pusha T's talking about him, then be more direct next time. 2012, Pusha T dropped Exodus 23 one right and when she came out with the line you know contract all fucked up I guess that means you all fucked up you signed to one nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to three nigga now that's bad luck you know which was a hard I'm not gonna lie that was a hard song you know what I'm saying you already know I like so a lot of people say that it was a sub at Drake but I've always took it as it was a sub at Cash Money and Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne is still signed to not only Universal he signed to Republic then he signed to Cash Money and then Young Money um, and so you know that could have that could have been to a, a whole number of people but I always looked at it as Lil Wayne you know after he dropped that song of course Lil Wayne responded with a tweet you know, fuck Pusha T and anybody that loves him, which is interesting. And I think, you know, maybe a couple months or so later, Lil Wayne responded with this uh, freestyle called Ghoulish, which was not, you know, it was unanimously almost uh, considered not a bad comeback, not a not a bad diss track on his part. You know what I'm saying? If you go in there right now. Like, it's like way more thumbs down on YouTube than it is thumbs ups, right? And so, 2013, Drake drops um, Tuscan Leather on the new album, Nothing Was the Same. And he comes up with the the, uh, the line, let's see, what was the line? Um, I'm just as famous as my mentor, but that's still the boss don't get sent for. Get hype on tracks and jump in front of a bullet you wasn't meant for. 
which was kind of like, you know, Drake coming to Wayne's defense um, and kind of like basically giving Pusha T, you know, some warning shots like, yo, don't come for the boss. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if you're a Drake fan or a Lil Wayne fan, you already know uh, Drake kind of idolizes Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He's been in numerous interviews saying like Lil Wayne is his favorite rapper, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, um, so let's see. Probably like a month later, Pusha T and Ab Liver. Um, they came out with Suicide. You know, they had a couple bars on there that they said. Then Pusha T was on that uh, Ludacris. He was featured on Ludacris Madfall. And he came out uh, at Wheezy another time. You know what I'm saying? Came out with the lyrics, Now your crack swag on ever since you came from prison. You know, got you tweeting all stupid as this skating as you dissing. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, it's obviously talking to Wayne because that's the only person that tweeted about Pusha T, you know, a couple months or so prior, right? So that's very interesting. Very, very interesting. So three years pass. From 2013, you don't hear anything from either Pusha or Drake until 2016. And this time, you know, Drake has dropped, you know, several albums, mixtapes. You know, he did the joint with, um, he did the joint album with Future. And he's also had several beefs during his time. Like, he had a beef with, of course, Common. He's had, he's been in beef with, um, Joe Buttons. He's been in beef with Diddy. Like, he, uh, he does Diddy on that, that Calabasas, Calabasas joint, um, and of course, Meek Mills, he's, he's, he's uh, pretty much almost ended, you know, Meek Mills' career right there. You know, I mean, shit, I ain't gonna lie. I, the last time I was in the club, they played back-to-back, and the whole crowd was singing every, like, word-for-word word on back-to-back. So, you know, hey, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. But anyway, you know, 2016, Pusha T came out with the HGT Freestyle, HGTV Freestyle, excuse me. Um, and so he came out with, I'm not gonna lie, it was some hot, it was some hard bars. He said, it's too far gone when the realest ain't real. I walk amongst the clouds so your ceilings ain't real. These niggas call it duty cause their killings ain't real. With a questionable pen so the feeling ain't real. That was nice. That was nice. He put that, uh, too far gone, uh, wordplay up in there. But you know, that's one of, uh, Drake's top mixtapes. And then, you know what I mean, Drake came back. At the same time, with two two birds runs one stone, which he uh, he actually took a shot at Kid Cudi on that uh, on that actual track as well, where he said you were the man on the moon, now you just going through phases, which was you know it was nice wordplay, nice wordplay. Um, that was very very nice wordplay. I'm not gonna lie to you. And so he act, he came at uh, Pusha T on it as well. Say you know he was saying bars like drug dealer stories, basically saying that you know that Pusha T is not as big. He was never as big as a drug dealer um, as he thought he was. 
You know what I mean? He said something about, you know, you and your niggas was smoking, watching Scarface, saying we need to get on it. <laughs> kind of questioning Put Your T's credibility, you know. And so, of course, fast forward to 2018, where we at at this point. Pusha T dropped this album like within the last week or so. And uh last track on the album is Infra- Infrared, where he goes in on uh you know Drake and Nas. He had the line, the bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. Mm. Right? Basically saying that that uh Drake you know, like how, like how can we respect your pen if, you know, Quentin Miller writing your shit, you know what I'm saying? And so, of course, Drake came back hard with the Duppy freestyle, which was, you know, that was that was serious, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, Infrared was nice too, though, don't get me wrong. Infrared was real nice, um... But the Duffy was nice. Uh, the Duffy freestyle, he came at, you know, Pusha T and Kanye. So he was saying, like, okay, I'm writing for Kanye. You know, you said all this stuff about Kanye, but he doing the same shit I'm doing. So how you going to talk shit about me when I'm doing the same thing for your boss? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Pusha T is the president of good music and Kanye West is the CEO of good music, right? Um... And so, yeah. So, I'm not going to lie, man. I can give it to Drake. He was coming with some bars on this Duffy Freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Nice wordplay. Nice metaphors. You know what I'm saying? He was spitting bars on here. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't an A+. Plus this. You know what I'm saying? I'd give it like a B+. Plus, a- minus somewhere in that range. Like, it wasn't perfect by no means. But it was, it was nice. It was hard. Like, it's... You know, it's, it's up there in terms of uh, as distance goes, you know what I'm saying? He, he was, you know, so he said, don't push me, right? He had the wordplay. He said, don't push me when I'm in elbow mode. You're not even top five as far as your label talent goes. And so that was a nice boy right there. How he did the wordplay with Push a T, Push. And not only that, but when you think about it, I mean, Pusha T is nice, man. He's a he's a lyricist, lyricist, and he's a street lyricist. So his his content is is street content. You know what I'm saying? Dealing drugs, street situations. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's that's what his uh, his topic matter usually revolves around. Um, and so when you think about it, shit. I mean, good music. They have Pusha T, Kanye West. Common, they have um, Big Sean, Kid Cudi, Designer, Francis and the Lights, um, Tiana Taylor, Shy High the Prince, and so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real, you know. Like, that was a good bar for Drake, because when you really think about it, I mean, it's really debatable over uh, whether Pusha T is even a top five at um, 
at good music because when you think about it like so either either way you put it it's debatable where to put your tears the top five at good music if you want to say is he the top five lyricist or if you want to say he's the top five artist that's debatable right in terms of you know the songs songwriting and things of that nature I mean, because Common, you know what I mean? He's nice. Shaha is nice. Big Sean is nice. Like, all those cats are nice lyrically. You know what I'm saying? All those cats be bringing out bars sometime or another. You know what I mean? And Pusha T's up there. Like, me, personally, I would probably say, like, Pusha T, between Pusha T and Shaha. One of those two are probably the uh, best lyricists over there. Good music. You know what I mean? But you know, he really made you think on that one. So another bar that was nice. I mean, all the bars is nice, but like in particular, let me see. He also said he questioned his credibility, saying, "So you don't rap what you did? You rap just what you knew?" Saying that your brother said it was your cousin than him than you. Um, he said, "There's no malice in your heart. You're an approachable dude." You might have sold to college kids for Nike and Mercedes. So that was a nice wordplay. No Malice is his brother, his older brother, who was the other half of the clips. Um, and so he didn't deny that he, that Pusha T selling drugs. He didn't say, okay, you're not selling drugs. He said, okay, you may have sold drugs for material things, but it wasn't like, you know, you were some type of tough guy or nothing like that. Or that you was like some big time drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? And he also said, I had a microphone of yours, but then the signature faded. I think that pretty much resembles what's been happening lately. And that was a nice bar right there. That was that was nice because he actually owns the fact that he bought a signed Pusha T microphone. And then he flipped it saying, you know, like the signature on the microphone fades over time. That's how Pusha T's career has been declining metaphorically you know what i'm saying and so that was interesting you address uh quentin miller and the ghost writing and you know you had a couple other lines on that so so that was pretty much the uh the dippy freestyle which was hard okay and so that was pretty much the dippy freestyle like i said the only thing i forgot to mention was he had a bar where he mentioned um P pusha t's fiance virginia williams I'm going to make it ring like Virginia Williams, man. Drake probably should have done that, man. So now we move along to the story of a D-Don or what have you, which is the supposed name of Drake's alleged son, right? And so, you know, Pusha T went hard, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, as far as, like, it wasn't a super lyrical diss. But as far as personals, whoo, man, he went in, like when I say Pusha T, went at three generations of grand men on some Game of Thrones shit, man. And so, so he kind of went in, you know, he made fun of his dad a little bit. He went in on uh, Drake's character, you know. And of course, you know, he started off, the M's count different when baby divides the pie, right? You know, so going in on that fact that, you know, Drake's 
sign a baby, which we know baby is known has a reputation for pretty much ripping cats off. <laughs> you know, he said uh, Drake's father, a Steve Harvey, a Steve Harvey suit nigga made him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talk about how Drake's father left him at five, and how you know. He, he said, you know, marriage is, is something that Sandy never had, Drake. How you a winner, but she keep coming in last place? Like saying, like, okay, nigga, how you this dude, but your mom keep coming in last place? You know what I'm saying? That was nice. You know, he, he, he really, Pusha T actually started to become like a rap therapist on Drake. Like he started going into the psychology of Drake. Like, you know, confused, always felt you weren't black enough, afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough. And then, whew, you know, he dropped, it, even just the artwork, you know what I'm saying? He came to use as an artwork, and it was kind of metaphorically, because like if you look at the, uh, the story of OJ, which was the beat that he used, Jay-Z, Jay-Z's story of OJ beat, um... You know, they was talking about a lot of cooning and stuff on 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 Jay-Z's original track. And so he found a picture of Drake from 2007 when he was in blackface. And he had like the uh, the scarecrow, like Jim Crow shirt on with the blackface. And so it was like some symbolism there. And just that artwork in itself, you know what I'm saying, was powerful. And that was, to me, that was like one of the biggest two things. Then he came... And talk about Drake's baby mother. He says, Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Clean her up for IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved. It's deeper than rap. You talking character. Let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Bed beat motherfucker playing border patrol. Adonis is your son, and he deserved more than an Adidas press run. That's real. Love that baby, respect that girl, forget she's a porn star, let her be her world. Whew, man, that was tough. And then that line at the end where he said, OVO 40, hunched over like he 40. No, OVO 40, hunched over like he 80. And so that was that was a nice play on words. Um, Cause it's kind of like, you know, 40, 80 divided by two is 40. You know what I'm saying? And he's talking about how, you know, 40 is, pretty much 40 is uh, Drake's main producer. And uh, he has multiple sclerosis. And so, you know, 40 is doubling the number 40 is to create the imagery of a 40-year-old man. He didn't lose to the fact that, you know, 40 may be running out of time due to his condition. It's, you know, it's denigrating his health. And so that was, man, that was tough, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of both, you know what I mean? But psh, as, far as, as far as personal goes, like, that was tough. And so, yeah, man, it was tough. Like, uh, I don't really have no sides in this war, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fan of both. I'm a casual fan of both artists, you know what I mean? I've been listening to Pusha T since the Clips days. I've been rocking with uh, Drake since you the best, you know what I mean? And so, it's, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, this is the real, probably the most entertaining rap beef that I've ever seen because it's, it's, it's two different type of cats. Like on one side you have Drake, 
who's like a, a square, a regular dude, you know what I mean, never really been into street stuff, you know what I mean, comes from a one, a single parent household, um, was a child actor basically, that's from Toronto, um, and then you have Pusha T, who's a street cat, he came from a two parent household, middle class family, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, he had family that ran drug operations and kind of put him on in his youth and he hung with the street cats you know what i'm saying and his whole rap persona and his his subject matter is straight street cat also a straight up lyricist you know what i mean like he's in the vein of like a, a jay-z nas um jada kiss styles p locks you know what i mean where it's like lyrical hard street rap you know what i'm saying um, so yeah, I like both of these cats, and shit, I just hope they keep it going, man. But I, uh, and they both very cerebral too. Like everything they do is calculated. You know what I mean? And so it's just been very entertaining. And I think that Pusha T has fared the best, um, that any other rapper has fared in the rap beef with Drake thus far. And so it's very interesting. I feel like. I feel like Pusha T hasn't killed Drake You know what I mean But I feel like Drake is on the ropes at this point So it's going to be very interesting To see How Drake responds from this point on You know what I mean And I'm trying my best to be partial And partial to the situation Right To be unbiased You know what I mean Because I, I do like both of these artists I like Drake a little bit more because I feel like Drake is a better artist overall um as far as songwriting and hits and stuff like that but you know what I mean I I, I do recognize Pusha T as having several classic tracks you know Lord Willing is a classic with the clips uh Hell Hath No Fury is a classic and I think that uh think it's called king push or uh shit i can't remember the name of it but the one the album he dropped before uh daytona to me that's a classic as well you know what i'm saying as well as the jay-z joint drug dealers anonymous that's a classic track um so you know i really honestly i don't really have no dog in this fight um it's entertaining as hell i don't think drake is dead yet i think he's on the ropes you know what i mean and I do, a lot of people saying, so I'll admit, a lot of people saying that, you know, Drake, if you ever paid attention, Drake released a statement on why he wore the blackface back in 2007. And a lot of people saying he looking weak, explaining himself, you know what I mean? But this is my thing. It's, uh, it's kind of give and take with that. Because on the business end, like something like wearing blackface can be a bad look for like corporate sponsors and business partnerships. But at the same time, like any situation where it's aggressive, where you get in a a fight, a situation like that, you always look stupid trying to explain yourself to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody said you came up and said you did something to their sister and so they want to fight. Like nine times out of ten, like you might as well just fight the dude. You know what I'm saying? Or say what you got to say if it's a rap beef because they're not going to really try to hear no explanations whether you're in the right or the wrong. You know what I mean? So I could see from that point of view, but shit... I'd rather look stupid than lose my 
you know, sponsorships and my my business partnerships with these corporations at the end of the day. But you know, that's my take on the Drake versus Pusha T beef. You know, y'all let me know y'all what y'all think about it and what y'all take. And uh, you know, we're gonna see how it goes. Peace.